This podcast is sponsored by Echelon. Echelon is the affordable way to get the workout equipment, the workout community, and an instructor's motivation right in the comfort of your own home. With Echelon, you can work at any time, day or night, and crush your fitness goals. And right now, for a limited time, podcast listeners get up to $800 off MSRP. To get this exclusive podcast discount, text GENIUS to 818181 to get up to $800 off MSRP. Once again, just text GENIUS to 818181. Quick disclaimer, message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast. I have Juan Lee. He's the author of Love Made Simple. Uh, He's an author and a teacher on, again, the powerful principle of love. He's been doing this for over 30 years. Uh, He studied organized religion to find elements that unite humanity and share the message with those that need it. So we're going to get into this. Juan, thanks for coming. Hi, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe it sounds ridiculous, but what what got you interested in the topic of love so many years ago? Basically because I was hopeless. I graduated from high school and I had no hope. I was had low self-esteem, no uh, confidence. What I later would find out that I had an undiagnosed learning disability. Hmm. And that basically put the parameters on my academic experience up until that point, 17 years old. It was very frustrating and it left me, you know, wondering how I was going to survive. And I was looking for directions and I really couldn't find anything that was substantial in the sense of that I could put my hands on, that I could actually see that could really give me some hope and results. Now, granted, I had been in religion all my life and it had basically told me that, you know, I was okay. I still had this ability or this lack of ability or understanding who I was and what I was all about and how I was going to survive in this experience called life, you know? So what did you start doing to, to help yourself? Like, how did you even know which direction to go or how to help yourself at that point? Well, I joined the military. I was looking to join the military just to survive. I had no idea what I was going to be getting into, but what I learned was about systems and how important systems are to being able to reach your outcomes and your goals. And there were components that the military taught us that allowed us to see that, you know, this experience in the military and life is a lot similar. The military provided us systems that would help us protect and preserve you the United States of America. And I was then being able to associate that with love as just the source of the system, the system that's necessary for us to survive and to, to thrive. It is the system that allows us to protect and preserve humanity, but it also, in the process of doing that, allows us to thrive 
in our individual lives. Okay. I mean, was this a training program or like, was this self-taught for you that you were drawn to religion and you started studying it and that showed you the way, like who or what showed you the path to figuring this out at your young age? This is not a young age thing. This is a journey. This is as a result of putting blocks on top of blocks on top of blocks um, to being able to realize that this experience called life is a system. And every day we are exposed to this system, everything in this, this experience called life operates on a system. And humans are no different. You know, humans are a part of something bigger, which is humanity, which is, it extends past generations. It, it extends um, from the history or from the past into the present, into the future. And when we realize that we're just a part of something bigger than ourselves, we can begin to lean on the system that connects us all together. And that's love, the ability to be able to connect with one another that makes sure and ensures that each of us are successful individually and collectively is the system of love. But that just sounds like really generic to me so far because I don't really know much about it. Like, so when you say that to people, do they just shrug or like what's their reaction? And, you know, how do we go deeper with the concept? Well, it's just basically looking outside your window or just in every day. You know, you look at outside and you go, we have seasons. You know, we have winter, spring, summer and fall. Um, we have trees fall and the leaves falling off the branches. We see evolution, things changing right before our eyes. And yet it returns and it's just the same every season. You know, we are no different. We are a part of a system that reproduces after itself. Everything, you know, we are a species of humanity, as of humans that reproduce after our kind. We basically go through the same cycles over and over and over again. And yet we're still trying to figure it out. We're still trying to figure out and understand why it is that we do what we do. And it's very simple. It's to protect and preserve humanity from one generation to the next. It's not that difficult. We oftentimes make it out to be more than what it is. And when we do, we find ourselves confused because it's not really that difficult. It is very simple, to be honest with you. But yet we want it to be more than it is. And it's not. But practically, like, all right, so do you counsel people when they're having a problem? Like, what's been your interaction? Well, first, like, in your own life, like, how specifically did you use these principles to help yourself? And then I want to ask you if, if you work with other people, you know, how you do it. But with yourself first, if you wouldn't mind. Well, yeah. I mean, basically, my experience was that I realized that I needed to have attitudes that will change the way I viewed things. See, when you feel like you don't have any confidence or you feel hopeless or you feel like that you are not worthy, you know, it's not that the situations are bigger than you. It's the way in which you look at them, the way you present yourself towards them. And so I it allowed me to change my attitude. That was the thing about in the military. I realized that the system was in place, but we had to have the right attitudes towards the system for it to actually render the results that we were all hoping for. And that was would be able to protect America from foreign and domestic enemies. And that was what our job was. That's what That was the purpose of the system. And just like in just our normal lives, you know, love is the system that connects us 
so that we can protect and preserve humanity. We're in a real difficult time in our, in our society right now where we're divided. And so when we're divided, we can't reach our potential as a society, basically dividing ourselves to destruction. And so yeah. what we realize is that if we don't unify, come together, find a thread that we have in common, we're going to destroy ourselves. And that's where we're headed. But there's hope and love. The fact is, is that if we can acknowledge the fact that we have something in common, and that's humanity, you know, I need you and you need me. That idea that love is, is what we want, what we're willing to give one another instead of what we're willing to or want and desire from one another. Because ultimately, we're in this thing together. We're no greater one of us than the next. Yeah. Well, I remember, uh, you know, reading a book by Viktor Frankl, you know, where he was in the Nazi concentration camps. And, you know, I thought about the camps and I thought, you know, of all the terrible things that happened to people in the camps. But then I thought, you know, all the people that worked there, they're all dead, too. They may be in the same place. They may not be in the same place, depending on your belief, but they're all gone. And all the things they did were for nothing. It just was a negative on the world. And what was the point? It didn't help anyone. It just made people miserable. So it was just interesting to reflect on that. But what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, to be honest with you, what love does, it determines and dictates your motivation. And see, when we have those type of activities that happen that work counterproductive to humanity, you know, it's a selfish motivation. These things exist because we love to do harm. Okay. What we want to do is to have a compassion and a desire to want to protect and preserve. And that's where the source is as relates to what we're dealing with, because we love whether or not we want to accept it or not. It's in us to love. It's just what is our motivation for it? And so what we come to find out is that when you have situations like concentration camps of the Germans and the Jews and by the Germans, we have the situation where there was a motive that was selfish. And that's contrary to humanity because yeah. all important. We're all necessary. It's all sufficient. My uniqueness is made for you. It's not how I can use it for myself. It's meant for you. Your uniqueness is meant for me. I've been working too hard and not working out enough. I wanted to get in shape, but I don't have time to get to the gym. Echelon brings the gym home to me. So right now for a limited time, podcast listeners get up to $800 off MSRP. To get this exclusive podcast discount, Text genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, to 818181 to get up to $800 off MSRP. Once again, text genius to 818181, and message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. You know, people get into conflict quite a bit. You know, if someone comes to you and says, Juan, I'm having trouble, you know, mm -hmm. this and that, and this is going on. Like, do you counsel people either in an official or unofficial way? And what do you tell people to help them? Like, what's an example or two of how you help somebody? I coach people into asking themselves, what could they have done to have changed the circumstances? And here's the point. When you go as extreme as to the concentration camps and things like that, it's those things that we have to do. We have to accept that if you're in a circumstances where you can't change your perspective, okay, this is very, you've brought up a very extreme situation. But the fact of the matter is, is that the first step to understanding love is that you have to have an attitude of be willing to sacrifice. You've got to be willing to sacrifice. That's a sacrifice, a personal sacrifice. You can't yeah. be bending it off and expecting somebody else to do it for you. And understand in the process of sacrificing that we understand that this experience is temporary. It's temporary. 
So no matter what your experience is, at the end of the day, it's going to be temporary. Now, it's at that point that you realize what do you have to invest based on your circumstances in this situation? You called it a net loss. You know, I don't necessarily agree with the concept or that idea that situation was a net loss because I think we all have been ex- have expo- were exposed to and have been affected by that experience. And if it's not, it's helped to facilitate an idea or an ideology that we well know, we all know that's counterproductive to humanity in hopes that will never happen again if we understand that we're in this thing together. See, there were those that didn't realize the value that those people that they put to death had. They compared them to themselves, not knowing and understanding their value. You know, there's a great deal of people that have been have experienced that type of trauma, that type of situation that have left them would appear to be hopeless. But that experience should have been an investment into humanity so that we would never have to experience it again. So what do you see right now as some of the most divisive forces and what recommendations do you have to fix things? Well, ultimately, love's the answer, no matter what the situation is. But it's how do we position it? And that's that love for humanity. We've to come into an agreement and understand that you're as important as I am. And that right now is a selfishness that we have to get past. We've got to come to the point where we accept the fact that we're all equal. You know, we talk about the Constitution and we talk about it in a way in which the words mean the same thing to each one of us, but they don't. And we've got to accept the fact that just because the words on the paper say one thing, we interpret it and, re- and it means something different. We're not allowing each other to express their interpretation of what that means. And so in spite of the fact of what the words say, it has a different meaning because it's been presented in a different manner to a different people. And we've got to have tolerance to understand that simple thing. You know, it's just because it's said doesn't mean that we all hear it the same way. And until we allow ourselves to have tolerance to understand how someone else is hearing it and then wonder, is that the way they heard it? Is that really what it is, is what it means? You know, the struggle is liberty versus equality, the freedom to all men to be free in this country. That's assumed by some people. Some people, it's about still trying to get it. That's an issue that we're having to struggle, that inability to be tolerant, that inability to see something from someone else's perspective. That's a challenge that we're being confronted with, and it's being covered over in a multitude of other things. But that's really the well, core I, of it. How do you encourage tolerance or understanding or you know, even caring for other people in love? Like, What are some ways that that could be encouraged? Well, here's the thing. We've got to understand that, first of all, there's none of us that are perfect. That's just it. I mean, we've got to accept the fact that we're going to be experiencing something called life, and we all have that in common. We all have that in common. It doesn't matter where you come from, where you, how you view it. It's all the same. That's the one thing that we don't have to worry about. It doesn't, it's not dictated based on anything. If you fall into the category of the species of being a human, We have different makes and models, but we're all human. And the fact of the matter is, is that when we do that, we can understand 
that each one of us brings a different perspective based on our experiences as to how we've got to and how we've arrived at this point where we are in this time that we're in right now. We all arrived here different ways. And collectively, until we accept that, we're struggling. What are you doing right now? Are you coaching people? Are you consulting? Like, what's your role currently in the world? I coaching, I'm actually going to be putting out a program soon. And it's basically a program that's basically how to navigate life through love. And it's something that I think is well overdue because it's the only thing that has a system in this world that there's no manual for. Every other system, every other thing. And I mean, we're talking about systems that if you are the part of that system, but yet you don't know how you fit, you don't know where you fit. That leaves you at a, a disadvantage to the system because the system is going to operate one way or another with or without you and without it being ad- beneficial to you or not. You know, the differences between haves and have not, I believe, is has to do with understanding your place in the system. Because every one of us that are human, we desire the same things. There's no difference no matter how you stand or you look on the hierarchy of things, you know, there's some fundamentals that we all need. They all, we have to have. We don't have to be compared to one another, but we just have to be able to be fulfilled in our experience. And that's based on how we've developed ourselves and what we've done to be able to give into this bigger system called humanity. So what would you recommend someone that, you know, at a high level do or at the top do versus someone at the bottom? What would be like a sample recommendation? I know every experience is different, but are there any general things you can say? Well, it's just the fact that when you understand from whatever position you stand, you have a part to play the other position. And this is very interesting because the pandemic was a very good example of it. You know, basically overlooked up until the pandemic were lifelines to those that were overlooking them, you know? They were lifelines, but before the pandemic, they would have walked past them and not even thought twice about them. But they were allowed, those are the ones that were putting themselves in harm's way so that, and they do it every day. But yet that's the attitude of being able to say, I have value at all levels. Everything is important. Everybody is necessary. You know, the surgeon, the trash collector, the lawyer, the school teacher, All of us are important when it comes to trying to work together. How this system works is that we all have a part to play. And so we've got to have the attitude to recognize that everybody, if you're here, you have a part to play. You're significant. You are important. And we've got to value each other like that. That's how you can begin to get the benefits, see how the whole system works. You know, it's not that hard. All you got to do is look out the window. Does someone need to value to value themselves first? Absolutely. In order to be able to participate. And like, like how does someone take the first step? Like what's an example of, you don't have to say names, obviously, but a person you've coached and, you know, changing the story or whatever, not making it specific to them. Like what are some stories that have really like, not necessarily broken your heart, but really spoke to you and how did you help the people? Any good examples that come to mind? Well, here's the thing. And they're very different. They're all different, but here's the fundamentals of it. Until you know yourself, you can't give yourself. You can't give into this love. We've been living under the premise that love is selfish. Love is what cannot somebody do for me, you know? 
we say I love you, but it's with an expectation that somebody's going to do something for me. And that's because we don't have anything to offer. And until we develop ourselves to the point where we can have to give, we're just temporarily trying to facilitate a brokenness that we own, that we have, in hopes that somebody else can fill it. That's the typical scenario that we work through. And until we get to that point, we really suffer, no matter what it is. We've really got to do the work to find out, you know, who we are and why we do what we do. And that's where the work comes in. And that's the place where you have to realize that it's nowhere you can hide. If we want to be able to be our authentic selves, that part, that place where we're not ashamed to be who we are, because so many of us are walking around ashamed of who we are, trying to measure up to someone else. That was me. I had an undiagnosed learning disability. I was 37 years old. I still have it. But the unknown part of it made me leery, made me afraid to be able to reveal it because of what the consequences would be or how people would perceive me. Mm -mm. That's not my authentic self. mm. So how can people assess and even figure out who they are? I don't know if if most people think much about or know who they are. They just seem to be like living in a reactionary way. And we get the results of reacting versus being proactive. And what I'm suggesting is when you know yourself, when you develop yourself, when you accept yourself, you can be that authentic self and be proactive. You can then begin to navigate this experience because you know who you are. You know you set your boundaries. You know who adds value and who doesn't. You know that how to maneuver bad relationships and good relationships. You know how to give what it is that you have and be confident in what it is that you have. These are the things that we don't even recognize that we lack. We're looking for it externally, and it's all we have to nurture it on the inside. We're looking for peace, contentment with our needs met. That's a simple thing. If we all have that desire, circumstances have become the way in which we navigate our lives. And as a result, we're subject to those situations instead of us deciding or navigating them, understanding them, realizing that that there is no nothing new under the sun, but it's just how we view it, how we position ourselves with it. It's very simple. Love made simple. It sounds good. I just don't know how I would how I tell someone to go about helping themselves. Like what are the first things that someone could do to get on this path, you know, to self-realize what their life's about, what their purpose is, et cetera. Like how do they start Well, unfortunately, they have to accept the fact that they need help. They've got to come to the point in their life that they hit a wall and they've said, look, I can't do this, you know, and unfortunately, we hit that wall and we back up and we don't do anything any different and we keep doing the same old thing. What I'm suggesting is with love is that there's an alternative. You don't have to keep on hitting your head up up against the same wall over and over again. Try something new. Love is the answer and it never fails but it starts with you. You've got to go in and do the work that will require you to get the results that you're looking for. It's just not gonna come by osmosis. It's not, you know, success is something that has to be prepared for. You know, you can look up and then some things happen, but the fact of the matter is if you want success, you've got to prepare for it. This is no different. Life is a preparation, it's a journey, and it's what you're willing to put into it 
And what I'm offering is the example, the guide to be able to understand what's necessary so that you can navigate it successfully. Your coaching program, how does it work and what's involved? Well, I mean, we just, you just join, come in, get in touch with me and we go through. It's a case by case situation. Everybody is, it basically starts with trying to find out how did you get where you are? That's the problem. It starts with how did you get where you are? And that's a very deep question because it takes work, you know, but it's that introspection. That's it. You start there and then we begin to peel the layers back and that okay. begin to influence. We got to do some deprogramming before we can do some reprogramming. And so that's the process. You deprogram, then you reprogram. And it's that love that you begin to understand the value that we serve between one another. See, our resources are all around us. You are my resource, I'm your resource. We just gotta recognize it and understand that I'm your resource. You are my resource. You know, this program, I thank you for the opportunity for sharing on it. You've given me an opportunity, a resource to share a message of love. I couldn't have done it without you <laughs> offering me the opportunity to be on your show. So I provide you something that you need content and you offer me an opportunity to share my content. It's very simple. We want to make it out to be something very difficult, but each of us have value. So in your coaching, are you telling people when they get to that point, you know, do one thing nice for someone today or show one act of kindness today? Like what is a protocol to get someone habituated to doing the right things instead of just existing? It's the willingness to acknowledge someone else. That's typically it. Acknowledging someone else. You can do it in many ways. You can do a nice thing, but it's the ability to be able to understand that they have value. See, we've been influenced and into being who we are right now. And what I'm saying to the clients and to anyone who's actually listening is that we have a choice to change. We have a choice. It's the most powerful position that exists, that choice. And all I'm saying is I'm going to offer you an opportunity to make a choice that has a benefit to not only yourself, but to humanity, which is greater than you or I individually. However many years we get on this journey, it all is different for each one of us. But at the end of the day, we're going to transition out of this position, but humanity will continue. And what will we invest into it in this time? Because the investment is only in the present. You can only invest in the present. Can't invest in the future. Can't invest. We can influence the future. Can't invest in the past. All we can do is invest right here and right now. And what we do that will influence the future is what we invest into the present. And right now, we're looking at investing division at a level that we know I don't think we've ever experienced in our country is a level of division. That's what we invest in right now. And no one seems to feel that that's an issue because we're so selfish in our position. Yeah, well, I agree. I mean, there is tremendous division. Um, I know it just made me feel like adversarial with a lot of people over the past two years, and it's not a nice thing. But yeah, I can see it everywhere. I just, I feel like evil is right there on the street corner, just out in broad daylight, and no one seems to notice. You know? The unfortunate thing about that is, is that evil is based on the perception of the person who's looking. It's an attitude. It's the position. See, just the mere fact that we can say that there is the devil or the, <laughs> that he exists and that he presents itself implies that you have a perspective that presents it. 
you have the choice not to take that perspective. That's what I'm referring to. It's that power, that choice to not allow something like a they, them, those to be considered something that is contrary or inconsistent with humanity. Because that doesn't help us any. That doesn't allow us to collectively come together if I can see that. That means I see negative instead of looking for the value and the positive. I've got to look and to see. That's work. I've got to look. I've got to work to find that uniqueness and see if I spent time looking for everyone's uniqueness and everybody was looking, spent time looking for my uniqueness, we wouldn't be able to easily see those differences. Right. One, what's the best way for people to learn from you and to reach out to get in contact? Let me just share this with you. I have a guide and it's basically just the three things, three mistakes that we make to prevent us from living a successful life and a very productive life and having happiness. And I want to offer your listeners this. Um, All you can do is go to my Instagram page and it's a freebie in there. Go in there and you can get the freebie. It's the three things that prevent us from living a successful life. And it's work. I'm not going to lie with you. I want to offer that to your audience. But also you can reach me at um, wanleetheauthor.com. That's where you can see my book, Love Made Simple. And also you can uh, email me if you want to email me and talk to me. It's info at wanleetheauthor. And I want to also share with you the fact that I'm a, the founder and executive director of a nonprofit for, it's called Clear Journey. It's basically hmm. basically behind the fact of being able to navigate lives for children, teenagers, and young adults, giving them a head start so that they won't have to look over and see something that's inconsistent with humanity as they start this journey. Because it takes, you know, you build it up. And if we can catch our teenagers and young adults, giving them the, the basis of experience call life and not letting them be influenced or affected by the negativity. That's basically what it is. It's negativity and give them hope. You know, that's what clear journeys. I mentioned that because I'm looking for people that are interested in having that positive influence on our children, our teenagers and our young adults, sponsors and uh, supporters and partners, because I know collectively we can do it. We can influence the future in a positive way. So, that was what is something I wanted to share with you. And also all of the social media. Um, you can catch me on LinkedIn, Juan Lee at, uh, what is it? Facebook, Juan Lee Author. Instagram is Juan Lee Author. And you can find that freebie there. And also just contact me, email me. I'm here. I want to support and help anyone who's looking to find a way to navigate this experience. Those that are being challenged in any kind of way, I'm here for you. Excellent. And just for listeners, it's J-U-A-N, the last name L-E-E. Is that right? Yes. Very good. Well, Juan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and I appreciate you and and what you do. Thank you. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, which has been sponsored by Echelon. When you're trying to reach your fitness goals, it can really help to have world-class instructors like Nicole Griffin and Michael Brown choreographing classes with music from your favorite artists like Pitbull. And you get a community of hundreds of thousands of people who can give you that extra push. Echelon gives you that. Echelon's certified fitness instructors are supportive, engaging, and fun. They really know how to get you moving. And right now, for a limited time, podcast listeners can get up to $800 off MSRP. To get this exclusive podcast discount, text GENIUS to 818181 to get $800 off MSRP. Once again, text GENIUS to 818181.
1.81. Message and data rates may apply. Please see terms for details. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.